to another episode, ANC, coming to you live at John 3.16 in the afternoon. I'm Matt. I'm Riley. And we got another uh, great show in store for you tonight. I know we're here live. Yep. <laughs> yep, that's for sure. And, uh, but we thought we'd maybe start the show off with Thanksgiving stuff. Because it's like going to be Thanksgiving tomorrow. And what we're thankful for. Yeah, we want to talk a little bit about that. And, yeah. What do you want me to go first or what? Yeah, do that. Oh my word, I start that seriously dirty noise, George. I'm thankful for being saved. Yes. And great. beyond that, I'm thankful for my abilities I still do have. And cause it's just walking for now that is the issue. Getting back to walking. Yeah. Yep. But, uh... What you're thankful for? <laughs> oh yeah. What else are you thankful for um, other than uh, being having the ability to? As much as I get pissed off, I'm thankful for my family. <laughs> as much as you get pissed off at them, you're thankful for them. Yeah. <laughs> they Indeed. forgive you. Well, I hope so. <laughs> Anything else? Um. Thankful for my wee pants. Heck yeah. Huh? <laughs> yeah, I was actually going to uh, bring that up. It's something I'm thankful for in that kind of category as well. <laughs> what else? Um, there's meds. Yeah. Huh? Very comfortable, comfortable beds. Yeah. <laughs> we got... Yeah, well, first of all, like... How many people are doing their podcasts in bed? Uh-huh. You know? How many people do that? Probably <laughs> <laughs> not many. Yeah, we gotta be in the upper echelon of the uh, bed laying uh, podcasters. <laughs> I'm not lazy. I just can't transfer from my easy chair to my wheelchair because I've Fucked up. Yeah, so it's uh, just it's an, uh, an inconvenience for you, more or less. Uh, yeah, and it's all about life's all about being sufficient. <laughs> uh, Sufficiency is laying in bed. Uh, indeed. <laughs> yeah, I was actually thankful for. I was gonna mention, kind of, you're talking about the uh, weed pens. I mean, you you've talked a lot about. Uh, going back, you know, in the old days, you know, back in high school and stuff, where it's like we didn't have pins, you know, yeah. <laughs> the sufficiency and efficiency of yeah. uh, pins, you know, yeah. back in those days. So it's like it's it, it, brothers. Yeah, we, it's been a blessing, you know, for people who uh, kids are vaping when they're like ten now. Yeah, they, they're kids are hooked up because yeah. they use it today. <laughs> but yeah. 
Uh, I was thinking before I was able to score some uh, really good coke. <laughs> uh, which I was surprised, you know, it's been kind of tough because uh, of the COVID-19, you know. It's kind of <laughs> shut down the drug trade, believe it or not, a little bit. And so the good drugs aren't as readily available, you know. And so I was able to score, luckily able to score some good coke. And it's actually kind of, uh, I've been combining it with some other stuff, you know, and kind of creating like a, you know, kind of like a recipe of kind of like what I've been doing, just getting really high, you know, uh, yeah, it's like waking up, starting off with some Jim Beam, uh, repeal batch, 86 proof, uh, that shit is pretty hardcore, so like straight shotting that with a line of coke and then uh some bubba kush like uh, solar hit like uh through the bubbler flower dude waking up to that dude i'm telling you what dude you want to spill experience uh straight euphoria that you are thankful for to god like that dude is one of them right there like yeah. do that and yeah that's 45 minutes to an hour of the that. most amazing like Ecstasy you've ever felt. And then taking that. Yeah, you could do that, yeah. Huh? <laughs> but yeah, so I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for uh, uh, alter- state altering mind, altering state consciousness, drugs, I guess. Thankful for chocolate, Huckabay milkshakes. Yeah. And we were supposed to see Bibby Good with Bourbon tonight, but I guess that's on hold. But dude, I have to say that uh, that idea of bourbon in a milkshake, hmm? like it sounds, that is some serious MLE super flavor yeah. potential right there. Yeah. We were talking uh, about the MLE actually a little bit uh, in a previous podcast uh this idea that uh i kind of had and uh, with another friend of mine uh and it's about this the uh, experiencing the amazing flavors of food that are out there you know combining different foods together and so it's really about being creative with foods and stuff and uh yeah i thought riley had a great idea in this that would be kind of a, an mle kind of you know super flavor type thing I'm sure it's been done before already, but... Bourbon shakes? I'm sure if somebody's put bourbon in a shake yeah. or, you know, at some point in time, don't you think? Yeah, probably. But it, it I'm was I'm sure a... there's a bartender somewhere that played with it. Yeah. Definitely, I would think so, you know, so... But it's a great, great idea, nevertheless. Even if it has been done before at some point in time, you know, it still is a great idea, and... So, yeah. And I'm really thankful for food, too. Like, food is definitely a major uh, thing that I enjoy. You know, it's like uh, mind-altering, consciousness-state-altering substances are, you know, have their recreational place, you know, I believe in, in our society. You know, it's a civil liberty that we have, that we should have, and uh, I definitely advocate the recreational use of substances. To me, food is a, is a mind-altering state. Use drugs, damn it. 
Well, I mean, we are, in a sense, advocating the usage of drugs, but recreationally, I think it's fine. We're not advocating the use of drugs uh, destructively, self-destructively, like through abuse and chemical dependency. You know, we know what those things are. There's three different levels of usage according to, like, uh, you know, counts, drug counselors and stuff. You know, and that is, like, the first stage of use is recreational, which is acceptable. Mm. They actually, in... Like, in drug counseling, they will tell you that that is, it's okay, basically, to recreationally use. But it's only when you get into abuse and chemical dependency is where you're in trouble. And that's where, you know, we do not advocate that. So, and here in Washington State, where we live, like, it's legal <coughs> to recreationally use marijuana. <coughs> you know, and I just think, like, it should be to do cocaine as well. Or LSD. You know, you know, LSD used to be able to get in <coughs> magazines, like when you bought magazines, it's like hilarious, dude. Like, did you, did you know that Riley? No. Like back in the sixties? Yeah. They used to have, uh, LSD in like magazines and stuff. Holy cow. Yeah. Until they finally figured out like, oh yeah, LSD is a crazy <coughs> level one narcotic. <laughs> you know what I mean? Which I totally agree, it is. Like, it's, in my opinion, it's the most hardcore <coughs> consciousness state altering substance. <coughs> so, but I think everybody should at least try LSD. I think it's a good thing. And like we were promoting on the uh, last podcast, we were talking about uh, the soul and. Uh, talking about the ego and and stuff like that and, and we were mentioning about you know how drugs are kind of a, a potential gateway to unifying the the soul and the spirit in, in harmony you know which is you know the two sides the male and the female it's the sulfur and the mercury of alchemy you know and what we do is we combine the two together and then we create the philosophical gold you know, or the salt. Um, there's another word for it. The philosophical sauce. Yeah, <laughs> it's the holy grail. Yeah, that's what it is. It is the, it, it is the true enlightenment of one's being. Yeah. But drugs can help. That's the thing. See, drugs can help open the mind to the ego, to the non-ego. Yeah. The spirit to the soul yeah. and sees how the fruits of the soul and then it becomes more conscientious of it and then grows closer towards it. Right. But see, when we're caught up in materialistic, ego-centric kind of things, we can't break free from that. Mm -hmm. So we're, we're just trying to find ways in which we can slowly do that. It's never something that really happens uh, you know, uh, quickly. It's a... A, a laborious process, you know, <laughs> that, but we have to commit to it. We have to commit to, you know, becoming closer into that oneness, you know, or else we're like Carl Jung says, we're lopsided. Our minds are lopsided in too much into the ego and ego, you know, sensory things, you know, I tangible things. I don't have any hardly you don't have any what? Ego hardly. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, yeah, in your situation, your circumstances, <laughs> you know, it's 
very limited, you know, and like how much, yeah, I guess how much you can uh, indulge the ego or the id of Freud, yeah. you know, like, <laughs> now, Paul, right now, I have enjoyed what very fruitfully, though. Up to the point where you were? Yes, <laughs> very fruitfully, with all kinds of stuff with drinking and drugs and women and drinking and drugs and women. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I've lived a very fruitful life up until me getting injured. And just kind of everything's been put on hold since I got injured. So I'm just trying to pass time, pretty much. Yeah. Well, you know, that's the thing about life, is that you never know what kind of uh, cross you're going to have to bear. You know, like Jesus said, it's not going to be easy for you here. <laughs> you know, if you're a follower of Jesus or whatever, it's not going to be easy for anybody Especially if we're living in the end times, like kind of what we have, you know, proposed, I guess, you know, through certain, you know, bringing out certain Bible stuff and how it applies to our era. And it actually kind of leads me to, uh, you know, one of the headlines that we wanted to talk about, you know, outside of, um, you know, what we're thankful for is this idea of in Daniel. You know, it says in the book of Daniel in the Bible, it says that knowledge will increase and men will go to and fro over the breadth of the earth. You know, I think, well, what, how, how is this possible, you know, in our era? You know, if, if we're going to present that like we're living in the end times and this is a, a potential ancient scripture talking about this time where people are going to and fro and knowledge is increasing... You know, I don't think that that could ever be more truer in our time because of the industrial revolution that created cars in the in the 20th century, right. you know, till the technology boom. You know, basically Y2K. You know, it was like yeah. when it all really took off. Yeah. You know, with like the internet and like computers and you know, just yeah. this, the, the digital age. You know, it's really. I think there's something to be said about graduating in 2000. Yeah, it is weird. I don't know. But, yeah, definitely, yeah. I mean, um, what's also really interesting is there was the Mosaic Generation, too. Which is the generation of Moses. Right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I actually believe that I'm a part of the Mosaic Generation. And I think you are, too. Um, but... Yeah, it says that like, it says that the, uh, what, what's interesting about that is it says in Revelation that the 144,000, it says they sing the song of Moses. And, uh, you know, it's kind of interesting. It's one of the uh, notable facts about the 144,000 is it says that they sing the song of Moses. They stand on a sea of glass mingled with fire. Um. You know, it says that they were, you know, the, the called chosen and faithful, that they are judges at the end also. 
which is very interesting because of the social media capabilities. Like, could the judges, the 144,000, use social media to be judges of the world, you know, at some point in time? I don't know. It really feels to me like the left is really trying to be the judges of the world, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of interesting, but... Uh, I agree. But yeah, so going back to the generational thing, like singing the song of Moses, Mosaic Generation, uh, it's all kind of interesting. It's like 2000 is really kind of when I felt like the beginning of the end began. Is there a song of Moses? What is the song of Moses? Um, well, I think there's like lyrics to it and stuff. Like it talks about it in the Bible, but I think it's more of, there, there was like a literal song of Moses, but like I don't believe that the book of Revelation is talking about like the 144,000 like literally singing a, that song of Moses. I think it's like, you know, I think it's some kind of symbolic kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it could be literal. I mean, I'm not an opposer. No, when you sing a song or something, it can be definitely, what do you call it, uh, virtual. Well, it also says that they sing a new song unto the Lord as well. So it's like the new song is this like, maybe like a new song of Moses. I don't know. It's like the song of Moses, but like... Uh, upgraded, you know, like remixed or something, you know, like in the end. I don't know. Some rims on that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Some rims on that shit, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I really just don't know. Um, I just am bringing it out because Mosaic Generation, 144,000 chosen ones of God in the end in the book of Revelation. Uh, I was like bringing that out we're also combining it with the book of Daniel with what we were just talking about knowledge increasing knowledge has increased through the technology boom of Y2K uh, you know like yes it has and what's interesting is they talked about how like Y2K was going to be the end of the world and it's like in some ways I believe it kind of was it was the beginning of the end of the world then the world just didn't end like everybody thought you know yeah, like, I, like all the computers were going to shut down and like right you know, so but they know it's gonna take like fifty years. It could, or it could take twenty five years, uh, or thirty years, or ending know. with the meteor crashing in the earth. <laughs> well, this is does say that there will be hailstones that uh, you know come down to the earth in the last days. But what's also really interesting is in the really crazy world wars of uh, the First and Second World Wars, there really wasn't a sense there was hailstones that were, you know, like kind of coming down to earth in a way, like killing a bunch of people. You know what I mean? And all those crazy wars, like with Hitler and stuff. So it's like in a way, like, there was kind of hailstones that came down from the Lord. Like it was, because that was like, all those world wars were... Uh, you know, kind of like the precursor to the end in, in Y2K, 2000. And then you have, like, the World Trade Centers coming down, uh, you know, in 2001, which basically was, 2001 was the beginning of the millennium, essentially. It, was, it didn't really happen in 2000. And they talked about this on Seinfeld. They brought this out on Seinfeld, that, like, the world, the, the Newmanium, <laughs> they talked about with, like, you know, Newman. Newman wanted to have, like, a uh, Y2K party, and then uh, Jerry wanted to have, like, a Y2K party or something. <laughs> and it was, like, it was just a funny episode. But, yeah, they they brought that out in that episode, how the uh, 
millennium didn't technically begin until 2001. Because 2000 is just zero, 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 zero. It's not a one. It hasn't begun. It's like right. neutral. <laughs> you know, still. Right. It's like a pause. So we're away from that millennium. A mosaic. Huh? Or you might even be Generation X. I don't know. Either you're in the same with me or as millennials, mosaics. Uh, or I think that's what it is, but... Nevertheless, there's a mosaic generation, and like, we're really close to it, so we're just kind of bringing that out, so. <laughs> but, yeah, I, was, I just think that, like, this, there is something to all of this, you know, connecting with the book of Daniel, and, um, you know, we definitely see now all of the crazy stuff that's happening uh, with coronavirus is very similar to uh, what happened with, uh, you know, at Y2K, you know, and the, and, 9-11 with the World Trade Centers coming down um, you know they, they proposed the same kind of but see this time it came from the the right from the Republicans George W. Bush said he said right away he said we will not give into any sort of crazy conspiratorial kind of ideas like you can see the videos of this like we will not he's like shutting it down like saying hey, basically anybody who thinks conspiratorial about 9-11 is like they're crazy, uh, you know, and you know we shouldn't we shouldn't entertain any of those kind of ideas. Yeah, because they're covering their ass is what yeah. they're doing, and it's the same thing with coronavirus now. You know, in that, what are all these left, these Biden saying? You know, these uh, Biden news programs. You know, uh, what are all they saying? They're saying, oh, if you, uh, you know, have any sort of reservations about the severity and authenticity of the coronavirus uh. like you know you are conspiracy theorists or you know you, yeah basically uh. and they even have like a clinical definition to uh you know from psychiatrists about you know what they call you too you know but yeah so it's, it's very similar i think gotta see the correlation with that 9-11 and like the coronavirus how they like shut it down like any sort of opposition towards their agenda you know they they want to make it clear to everybody that we're not gonna tolerate these uh, kind of these kind of belief systems and anybody yeah. who has this kind of a belief system is uh -huh. they con they're condemning those kind of people Little finger. Yep. I'll slam because you can't see it. Middle finger. Middle finger is the flag that I wave uh, when I'm silenced. Neat. <laughs> yeah. So, is there any other uh, things you're thankful for that you wanted to mention? We want to keep talking about uh, like the the book of Daniel. Yeah, more of that. Well, what I uh, thought was kind of interesting as well is in the rise of technology is um, you know just the idea of cell phones and stuff like that kind of idea. Like, where did that idea come from? 
I mean, think about it. It's like for so long, like people have have not had this knowledge, I ability remember, to I remember have something. When like. my dad's cell phone was a bag, literally a bag, and he was a brake phone that was attached to a wire. Yeah, the first one. Got the like a battery pack the packed around with it is just back. It's a it's a crazy thing, it's a crazy concept. Like, did it really come from man though? You know is the question. Because what I thought find was like kind of interesting as well. A kind of a correlation is that you have uh, around 1948 you have Israel becoming a a nation again and in the Bible it says that that's like a, basically a sign of the end in itself when Israel comes back to becoming a nation and they go back to their homeland and stuff and obviously this is happening during the precursor to the end uh, potentially in the world wars with the hailstones coming down the earth but you also have another very interesting correlation in that this is the time that we start hearing reports of UFOs in the 1940s and stuff you know and then you have like the Roswell and just well it's just it's something that you can't deny that is like a part of kind of pop culture in a sense you know the UFOs you know it's always something that has been since this time has been had a kind of following of people who have latched onto this idea you can't deny it you know and so in that sense it is a relevant concept you know it's a relevant idea because it's been brought to light you know and continued on you know it's like a religion kind of in a way it's like so it birthed at some point and it just continued on. People continued believing in this stuff. As far as I'm concerned, if you believe in re- religion, it's no different than believing in UFOs. If you can believe in religion, you can believe in UFOs. It's the same kind of idea. It's the same kind of, uh, you know, understanding to the mind. You know, the mind processes it the same way. Just whether or not you choose to believe it, I think. You know, so... Do you have the Bible app on your phone? I could probably get it, yeah. I don't have it on there, though. Oh, you should get it. It is funny to have. Yeah. Because if you turn on notifications... Yeah. It's like God poking you all day... What's no, they were day. <laughs> Does this give you some kind of a message or something, or? It gives you daily scripture verse, daily verse. Well, that's actually interesting that you bring that up because I just saw that on television. I was surprised that there's like a commercial that says that you can get the uh, Bible download with. Uh, James Earl Jones, like, reading the Bible. Huh? Yeah. Really? I was like, I couldn't believe, like, they would even have, like, they'd even be talking. I and mean, this was, like, on a mainstream kind of 
I would consider very secular, secular uh, TV program. Afraid. I think so, maybe or something. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't remember exactly, but it was oh, just the download the app or something. I don't remember. So. Yeah, download the app of James Earl Jones reading the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought that sounded pretty cool. James Earl Jones has like a very, you know, like distinct voice. <laughs> yeah, very baritone, yeah. yeah. <laughs> very God voice. <laughs> yeah, dude, totally. It is. It is like and like Morgan Freeman too, like he does yeah. the voice of God too. <laughs> yeah. But it reminds me too, like when I think of all these celebs, I think of uh what's funny about it is this recently, like it was yesterday I think, or the day before, it was uh, all these celebrities, these uh, some from New York that were uh, paying homage to Andrew Cuomo or whatever his name is, the governor of New York, about because he received an Emmy f- uh, for uh, his broadcast of the coronavirus briefings. Oh and you have all these celebrities just like, oh, you're such a good job. You know, like uh. Billy Crystal and a lot of like used up has been like c- celebrity actors in Hollywood, you know, like. Billy Joel is like another one, and Spike Lee. There's like tons of people, and they, they, you know, they're just all Hollywood, so it's like they have to like be communists, you know? It's just, it was just so fake to me. You know, I just felt like it was just so fake. They're just doing it just because like they're like celebrating, like that they're like on top now, you know? It's like it's a very egotistical, ego based maneuvering, I feel like. All of this stuff, dude. Because what are all these people really doing? Like, in the spotlight. There's having their 15 minutes of fame, which is what they want. Because that's, like, a very tangible, once again, to the ego, it's a very tangible thing to feel good about yourself, that you're relevant, you know what I mean? To the mind. So you have all these celebrities chiming in to Andrew Cuomo, which is another megalomaniac. You know, like, they're all megalomaniacs just stro- stroking their own egos. Because really, it's like, it's more press for them when they know that them giving this message is going to get out there. And people are going to see them giving this message. It's like, it's like they're taking credit as well for the Emmy, you know, in a way. It's just, it's all just phony, fake-ass shit, dude. Fluff. When really, none of these fucking people really give a fuck about Andrew Cuomo at all, dude. <laughs> And you can just tell when you watch them, it's like, they just look like they don't give a shit, really. But they're just doing it for an ulterior motive, you know what I mean? <laughs> Fuck these people, dude. Yeah. yeah, that's why you guys should check out our other podcast, Hollywood Haters. <laughs> I think, what is it? It's in, uh, which one is that in? I don't know. I don't remember right offhand, but there's one of our, ep- one of our episodes that has multiple episodes within it. It has Hollywood Haters on there. Might uh. want to check that out. But yeah, kind of got off a little tangent there with celebrities, but uh, back on to the Bible stuff. (laughs) Yeah, so the thing about the UFOs and all these synchronicities is biblical. You know, the Bible says that, you know, in the last days, like Israel will like go back to their homeland and they will be established again. And they are now... And Donald Trump, God love him, like, he took a stand for Israel. 
And, and in the Bible, it says, like, those who curse Israel will be cursed, and those who bless Israel will be blessed. Like, wow, he, and he stood up for him. He stood up for him. Yeah, dude, big time. And, like, yeah, like, what ended up happening? Like, he, like, thwarted all of the attacks of the left throughout his whole presidency. Right. You know? Right. Literally the entire time. Nothing they could fucking do to overthrow him worked, and it's because I believe he had the blessing of God on his life. Because he blessed Israel, dude. And all these leftist fucks, like, I curse, curse upon them, dude. Like, because they're going against Israel. They're not for Israel. <laughs> they're Nazis, dude. They are the Nazis, dude. They talk about, like, Donald Trump being the Nazi. They look in the mirror, dude. Because all the stuff that they're about is Nazis, dude. Is fascist. Is communist. It's all totalitarian. It's all fake news. It's all lies. It's all, all corruption. All BS. All fluff. Yep. All phony fucking celebs. <laughs> Which, uh, going back to the idea, where does the word celebrity come from? Maybe we should, uh, <laughs> maybe we should, uh, amuse the entertainers, uh, or be the amusing entertainers here and let the people know what that means. What does it mean? Well, it, it comes from the word celibate. Oh. Celebrity. Yeah. How's that correlate with actual celebrities? Well, it's because this is where the word celebrity comes from. It comes from celibate, the word celibate. Oh. But celebrities are not celibate. No. Huh? You know what celibate, the celibate are? Those are like the monks, dude. Those are like the priests. Oh, yeah. In the Bible, they're like the Levites. You know, they're like, uh, you know, the holy ones, dude. See, these were the people who, in ancient times, they were the ones who ruled. The celibate ones were the one where they were the stars, dude. They were the stars of the people. Talking about Moses and Aaron, dude. Moses, he was like a celibate one, basically. I mean, he had a wife, but pretty much he was like, <laughs> he was a priest. You know what I mean? And Aaron, they were priests. You know, they were the ones who like created the Levitical priesthood. You know, basically, they were of the Levitical priesthood. After the order of Melchizedek. But, going back to the point, what we want to make, what we want to stress, is the idea that, like, all this stuff connect is connected to Israel. The end is connected to Israel. And, you know, that's why I think when these UFOs start getting crashing and start being seen. This was a sign of the end as well. And like some of this knowledge UFOs. <sighs> that how knowledge has increased it potentially could be, you know, through UFOs. Through aliens. A UFO could be anything though. No, it's just that unidentified flying object. Yep. But essentially there was. Could be anything. Well, but there was see here's the we go a little bit deeper into it is that there was crashes, supposedly, and there was bodies of aliens that were supposedly uh, dead and alive that were, uh, you know, uh, were captured. Was there, was there knowledge that was, are these aliens, if there was such a thing, were they knowledgeable in, you know, more advanced technology than us? 
And then if so, could they have potentially made deals with uh, the military, you know, which they, they were all dealt with by military. You know, by the way, let's stress that point that all these supposed aliens and these debris of crashed UFOs was taken to uh, United States military bases. So the military is the ones that have firsthand account of these things. And obviously it's a very high compartmentalized uh, structure of, you know, secrecy and, you know, on certain degrees and levels of clearances and stuff. That's, yeah. that's how it's probably been processed. But there were certain people who knew. There were certain people who seen these things and probably even transported them. You know what I mean? To the bases. So <laughs> we getting big up on Godly <laughs> Yep, exactly, dude. It's like on the C B or whatever, you know, on the on the radio, you know, radio back into the base, you know, like yeah, I I could hear that being said potentially. It's just like no thing, it's just like no big deal. Like, yeah, we're just you know, make sure everything's cleared off, you know, don't let any pedestrians in, you know. Yeah, so was this spike of, of uh, you know, technology through that, potentially? Through maybe altercations or, and interactions with, with aliens? I don't know. With advanced species, you know, or something. I mean, is it that man is the only most advanced species in the whole universe? <laughs> Are we, like, just assuming that in our ego... Uh, megalomaniac lot ways or uh, I don't know how you'd even describe it but yeah narcissistic megalomaniac ma maniac it's all the same ego egomaniac yeah it's all the same just different words describe the same kind of complex of the mind you know really like Carl Jung said though it's just it's simply put it's a it's a lopsided mind your mind is too egocentric you need to incorporate more of the unconscious mind into the conscious you know more soul with the spirit more sulfur with mercury <laughs> coagulate those two into the philosophical gold do which is spiritual which is true spirituality and enlightenment do more drugs yeah and so that's why we promote drugs huh? on this show yes and we believe that an anarchist run uh, you know system can be a pro have approval drugs I think so huh? it's a civil liberty that's the thing you know and people that's one of the things that we're for <clears throat> And that's, we can thank the American Civil Liberties Union, you know, here in Washington State for legalizing marijuana. Actually, they're the ones who passed it. We get the same everything. We get literally everything. Because they're growing money. Literally. Well, it's the plant of renown. We've, we've talked about this on prior episodes as well. Yeah. But it's the plant of renown. So. Well, it will definitely be renowning or whatever. It already has been, dude. Yeah. It's already proven its scientific, method-based, factual. Yeah. 
factualness, I guess you could say, but yeah, I just feel like we're like connecting some dots tonight on some potential, some potential realities here. You know, once again, stressing the end times, stressing you know, how things have kind of progressed, you know, potentially in the, in the end times, you know, we've presented it in a full spectrum, you know, scale of kind of the process, you know, I think. It's a, just another perspective view, but it's an interesting perspective. I mean, because this has been uh, a time like no other, man. The whole 20th century and now going into the 21st century. And if we look back, you know, really at all the ages, they all had their 2,000 years. You know, we look at the time from Adam and Eve to the time of the flood. You know, that age, the golden age. You know, with Atlantis and stuff and the gods and um, all of the pagan religions being formed. You know, that was 2,000 years till the flood. And then from Noah till the time of, uh, gosh, I don't even know, I guess till the time of I wouldn't even know. There's that other era. It's like the era of... Uh, is it bronze? Yeah, I think it's like the bronze age. And then you have like the iron age. Which is what like we're... You know, we've been in since the time of Jesus. And then... I don't know what this age is. The, the new age, it's like, it's the age of the, you know, the millennial reign, kind of. It's that mosaic generation time, you know? Yeah. Thousand year reign. I'll take it. Huh. Yeah, the Iron Age is interesting because, you know, I believe the Iron Age is ruled by the Jesuit. You know, the Catholic. Because you have... In the time of Christ, when the Iron Age began, you have uh, you have the Roman Empire, Holy Roman Empire, and the Holy Roman Empire has essentially ruled for the last two thousand years since it began. You know, with the Caesars, Julius Caesar, and then you know Caesar Nero, and and then you have it transferring to the emperors. We're good, and then you have it transferring from the emperors to the popes. That whole Iron Age is ruled by the Catholic Church. And the Catholic Church has all of, in the Vatican stuff, they have all these iron statues from the Roman Pantheon in there. Which is very interesting. They're all, you know, like when you go and kiss the foot of St. Peter in the Vatican. You have, have to kiss the toe of basically Jupiter. Is that... St. Peter in uh, at the Vatican that you go and kiss the toe of that has actually been worn down, by the way. Uh, you yes. Know, was actually in the Roman pantheon was Zeus. So basically you're kissing the foot of Jupiter or Zeus. In the Roman pantheon it would have been Jupiter. In the Grecian, in Greece, it would have been Zeus. But nevertheless, it's still the same. Zeus, Jupiter, it's the same god. It's the father god of the, of the solar system you know, of worship. 
the sun god solar system. <laughs> but yeah, all these are iron set. Uh, Bernini's canopy uh, in uh, the Vatican itself was is all iron, and it's got the four angels, uh, which I believe is Zeus and Apollo and you know, all those gods, those chief deities in the pagan religions, because that's what Catholicism is, it's paganism, it's baptized uh, paganism. Uh, Iron Age rulers, man. <laughs> and they rule Europe, and they rule America. I hate to tell you, folks. It's all uh, Jesuitly ruled. But they will never tell you that, though. They'll say it's the communists. <laughs> They'll blame so, the communists. <laughs> so are you saying Jesuits are pagans? Yeah. Essentially. Uh, just go way. to just go to the Vatican. Just go to St. Peter's Square and don't tell me that that isn't paganism. Uh, you know, go in through all the Vatican and see all the paganism in there, dude. It's like, are they paying homage to this or is this just the museum? <laughs> you know, what is it? I don't yeah. know. I believe it's the beast. Uh, the Iron Age is ruled by the beast of the sea of Revelation. The sea is the multitudes of people. Who rules the, mul the ma majority of people of the multitudes? It's the fucking Catholic Church. It's the Pope, dude. Uh, it's all the cathedrals all over these great cities all over Europe, you know, and they rule abroad, too. They rule the Middle East, too, because how is it that you can go in the Middle East and right across from mosques, you see Catholic cathedrals? You know what I mean? It, you know, it's because the Catholic Church gave them the right, and they know it, and they have to pay homage to it. Because Muhammad was, he was given rise by the, the Jesuits. I hate to say it. Right, because he, they defeated the Templars. They defeated the in the Crusades. They were the victorious ones. <laughs> Just to kind of like earn the respect of. Uh, they did crazy shit. The Christians, dude. The Fez. Look at the Fez, which is also worn in Freemasonry. The Fez was supposedly said to be dipped in Christian blood in the Crusades. What? Yeah, the Fez, the red Fez that the Shriners wear. The Masons. Oh. Supposedly that was the hat. It was red because it was dipped in Christian blood. Oh. Signifying their victory over over the Christians. Huh. And that's why they rule, dude. That's why they have their own land, too. Yeah. Catholic Church even gave them their whole land to rule, dude, basically for themselves with all of their, you know, their leaders and stuff, their royal families of the Middle East and stuff. But they control the Middle East, too. Just like they control China. They control communism. <laughs> they created communism, dude. The Catholic Church? Yeah, of course they did. The Jesuits created communism, dude. Nothing's new under the sun to them, dude. They've been... They've ruled for 2,000 years, dude. Uh, well, 2,020 years. Even no more than 2,020 years, actually, yeah. Let's just put it in perspective. You know what I mean? Just like they created the first university, Paris University, in Paris. Created the first university. The whole concept of universities and like fraternities and sororities is Jesuit. It's like all, it's like all those schools are probably to some degree ruled by Jesuits. All those major universities in America. Mm -hmm. Yep. Once again, they created it. You don't think that they know what's going on? Nothing's new under the sun to them, dude. They know everything and, ev and are connected. Have feelers in every group, dude. They are the great beast of Revelation, dude. That great power. 
And it also says in the book of Daniel, going back to the book of Daniel, which is also another very interesting characteristic, talking about the ages, you know, the, the golden and the, and the copper and the bronze, or the iron age here, is that it says that there's the statue of Nebuchadnezzar that has the four, four ages, basically, or the four great kingdoms, and that last kingdom it says it's iron mixed with clay the feet of the statue is iron mixed with clay and the legs of the statue are iron so it's like there's like these these great powers this is a symbol of all the great powers that rule from like babylon in the time of daniel to greece alexander uh alexander the great in greece and then you have the legs of iron holy roman empire and then you have iron mixed with clay in the in the feet of the statue and that's like you know also where we're at too you know like we're in the age of iron and iron mixed with clay you know and iron iron legs <laughs> of the statue of the of the prophecy in daniel you know so it's all very interesting dude to me what are you then if you have iron legs you like have robots? Well see what it was. Yeah. <laughs> well see once again it was all symbolic. Uh, it was uh, talking about uh, this dream that the king of Babylon had, Nebuchadnezzar. He had a dream of this statue. And it had uh, the head of gold and then had like the breastplate of like silver or something and then it had like uh loins of uh bronze or something i don't know exactly and, and then it had the legs of iron and then the feet that were iron and clay but essentially what it meant daniel interpreted the dream and he told the king of babylon he said that you know, this dream that you had represents all the kingdoms that will rule the world till the end of time, essentially. All the great empires. And he said, you are the first empire. You are that head of gold of the statue. You know? But then he said, after you, there will be other great kingdoms that will come. So, we're in those, potentially in those last last days, I believe, dude. We're in those, the toes, the feet, you know, the iron mixed with clay. You know, and it's like, so part of our, you know, I believe that essentially how we look at that in, in the physical form in our world is that the, the feet, iron mixed with clay, basically says that there is this part of this, of the world that's going to be ruled and controlled by the iron. And the iron is the, that Roman empire that began 2000 years ago and went all the way until the end last final era you know of rulership of the earth which is really the two beasts i believe these this iron is like the jesuit it's like the beast out of the sea and the clay is like america it's the beast out of the earth the beast that arises in this uninhabited area which is the great uh, north america north america dude we are the other beast it's like and it makes sense because the one side's controlled by you know, like Europe and all that is controlled by, uh, you know, Rome. And then uh, basically all of North America and stuff is ruled by Washington, D.C. And if you look at the architecture and everything of Washington, D.C. and like Rome, 
St. Peter's Basilica and the Vatican stuff, it's, it's all the same. It's the same architecture with like Washington's monument, the phallus, the, the male, ego, and then you have the dome of the goddess, you know, which is the capital. It's the same at, uh, it's the same at the Vatican. And it's the, it's the same architecture. They're, and they're always directly right across from each other. So you have the, uh, the Egyptian obelisk in the middle of St. Peter's Square which is right across from St. Peter's Basilica, which has the dome, the Capitol building of, of Washington, D.C. It's the same. And if you even want to go deeper, the guy who painted the, all the murals in the Capitol Hill at uh, Washington, D.C. was a Jesuit painter. So, it's like they were even in there even doing it. Like, it's the same. It's another, it's the other beast. This is the symbol of the beast. This is how you know they're the beast. Because they're, they're the same, essentially. They're, it's the same tower structure that rules these areas. Shall we do a mini assassin charge? Well, by all means. I don't want to wait till our guests here. I guess on that note, we'll maybe... Uh, Call it, a, call it good? I think that was pretty good, dude. You guys enjoyed it? Yeah. Welcome to another episode of ANC, Anarchist News Corporation. And we're live here tonight, on the Day of the Sun. I'm Matt. I'm Bradley. And, uh, yeah, we're Anarchist News Corporation. And, uh... I think we'll actually start off with, like, do you want to reiterate what you were just saying before we, uh, begin broadcasting? What was it about again? Well, I believe you were talking about how, you know, and it seems like communists are taking control of America here and got some, you know... Well, what I was saying is, is the last kind of strike of... Free people to remain free. Yeah, because of what, like, the potential new, uh, you know, rulership of America, you know, has has yeah. in mind. Yeah, with a communist leader just voted in. Yep. Unofficially. Yep. But yeah, I think that. Freedom, freedom it comes with costs, and mm, yeah, like that. people can do it, but it's not that the government, and what do you call it, enforces itself or whatever on the people. Yeah. Yeah, enforces tyrannical rule, you know, yeah. over the populace, uh, you know, our society here, you know. And, yeah. yeah, and that's what we fear, and that's why we promote, you know, this is what you're basically saying, you know, mm -hmm. earlier was that this is why we promote anarchism. We don't promote anarchy or terrorism or uh, right. anything and along those lines. Oh, yeah, I was 
thinking we should definitely touch on that and explain it. By anarchy, we mean no gods or leaders, just free to free self-governing people. Yeah, and free thinking. We're not being manipulated by right. media, which the media is just basically extensions and outlets of the uh, what they're what they want to have said. You know, by the political parties. Yeah. You know that are creating that are the problem. You know, and we're rising up against that because we believe we have the right through the Declaration of Independence and Constitution to when we believe that the government becomes tyrannical or like a threat to our people. And which it is, kind of. It's become that, especially with the coronavirus. It's infringed yeah. upon our constitutional rights, and that's why... They're using the coronavirus as a way of controlling people yep. when the agenda, the real agenda, is different under the layer of... Yeah. Of yeah, exactly. ...cover... Yeah, you got to read between the lines of yeah. like the, that cover. Yeah, I see it. And that's what we're really trying to do here on Anarchist News Corporation is that we're, you know, saying like this is our only opportunity to define ourselves as this kind of a political persuasion in, you know, coming against this, you know, in some kind of a scientific method based social science uh, right. philosophy, you know, driven. It's not kooky, you know, conspiratorial, you know, type nonsense. Yeah, I mean, it's totally like, hey, this is a legit way of govern of a a group of people like living in harmony, you know, and in unity. It's through people having the right to be self-governing. The whole thing is, though, that they think the people can really unite. I mean, there's seems like wedges hammered into society all over the world. Yep. Oh, dude, that's, yeah, that's great, dude. It's I, like there's a Mexican village, but that's just Mexicans and then they tumors, Cubans or whatever. Yep. <laughs> it's just segregated. Well, this is what all the, the philosophers talked about, like Nietzsche and stuff, Frederick Nietzsche or Nietzsche. Uh, you know, like they talked about this where it's like the Western civilization, which is the West, which is where we live, would become like the, uh, they would promote the archetype to all the different societies, you know, and in the Western civilization would basically be the most evolved culture in the world and all the whole world would you know, be influenced by that and would, you know, conform to that kind of norm or... Yeah, but can it... Can it just all implode one day? Well, that's what the Bible has to offer, you know? It's like, when, when we get into that kooky kind of crap, you know? Uh-huh. Those shams, you know, like of religion, you know? Do this religion has to really offer us a scientific method-based, uh, you know concept that applies to some point in the future you know like can we put any relevance in that you know i think you know we can because you know that's what it's talking about what you just said like the bible basically says that 
says that what? Well, like what you were just talking about. Like that is a biblical perspective that's, uh, you know, brought to light in the scriptures. So it's like, can we, can we, you know, apply this to our situation here? Is it applicable? Because it, because it, And this is weird because even though we are oppressed, people are good with it. They want to follow the rules and wear the mask and social distance and everything. They want to follow the rules most 98% 98% of people want to follow all the rules. Yeah, and I think there's one way that we can look at this, people, like you said, wanting to follow the rules, is because there's that free-thinking element that we're promoting through anarchism that we need to have as a people to be truly free and who we want to be. You know, that's you know what the system wants to do. It wants to impose, like, like you said, the control over us through controlling our thinking. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, and that's what, once again, where we, we can't trust the system. But see, once again, like, they combat it in the media with saying that, oh, if you're questioning COVID-19 and whether or not it's real and, you know, then it's like you are not. Badly. Yeah, exactly. And see, that's part of their tactics that they use to try to make you feel, once again, trying to manipulate your mind um, through making you feel if like... I don't do what they say, then I'm bad. Yeah, or if I question it, yeah, I'm, I'm you know, I need, I'm like le- legally insane to some degree or yeah. demented or... Bad shit crazy. Yeah, so... Uh, once again, this is how they they cover their tracks, you know, in their lawlessness and iniquity of, you know, what they create. Uh-huh. You know, to control the people and conform them to the norms in, like, in every place. Oh, we'll just do this for a while. We'll just do this for a while. We'll be good. This goes more than the next. Yep. Sure does, dude. <laughs> yeah, and... You know, it's it's crazy, you know, there's to watch no, it. There's no ending date to coronavirus. No, this is just all a part of the, you know, the agenda. And the thing is, is that we we're promoting this, that, that we were going to re-lock down here. Yeah. We're promoting the dark winter beast mode, you know, and that this was coming down. And, like, once again, it's just another thing that we've promoted that has come true, like, uh, on Anarchist News Corporation. It's you know. been a dark winter for me for about eight years now. <laughs> dark winter, never ending dark winter? Yes. <laughs> His injury in ways. Yep. Even in a hundred degree days in the summer, it's a dark, dark winter. winter. <laughs> well, that's why we're doing the Anarchist News Corporation, Riley, is that, you know, we're trying to, 
you know, get you out of the dark winter into the spring. <laughs> be reborn. Yeah, be, re- be reborn like the sun god. You know, like... <laughs> Zeus. Yep. Zeus. Yeah, Zeus, Apollo, like his sons. Yeah. But yeah, so that was really good. Uh, maybe we'll uh, kind of transition uh, into kind of like what I was talking to you about uh, before we started broadcasting was the idea of we were talking last time about uh, egos and stuff. And we were looking at ego through a psychological perspective. Now it's just uh, uh, what was the word we had for it? Well, it's tangible. You know, it's tangible reality is what ego wants. What, you know, and this is why you see people who, you know, are, you know, have acquired a lot of materialistic things, you know, are seem to be arrogant, yeah. kind of pompous people, you know, and, you know, that's just like kind of, the reason is, is because, see, the ego, uh, it wants a tangible, and so to acquire all the materialistic things, it's like, that is really what the ego wants, mm-hmm. you know, the ego wants to, like, a- accumulate all of those materialistic things and pleasures, stuff that it can tangibly feel and sense, but this is really the problem with the people. And the, see, this is why I believe that, you know, they've been able to manipulate our free thinking and our minds is because they they conform us to be it's, egotistical. It's even more than a manipulation, though. It's a mind fuck. Yep. Well, if you want to be blunt and, and frank <laughs> about the situation, yeah, that's exactly how you describe it. It's my fault. They wanted to do this and get shipped off for not doing their want to do that. Yeah. And, and if, if you don't do it, they get shipped off. Get floated? Yeah, floated. <laughs> yeah, I know, dude. It's... It's a crazy predicament that we find ourselves in, you know, but, you know, I just feel like part of the reason why this is happening is because people are not in touch with their soul. Like, they're not conscious of their soul. And see, the soul is like a very real thing. And this is how you prove that the soul is real. You prove that the soul is real through applying and being able to apply the uh, extrasensory perception techniques to your consciousness. You have to be able to uh, make your consciousness, your ego, conscientious of the non-ego, which is the soul, and how the soul has like extrasensory perception feelers that can tap into like psychic things, to telepathic things, to other people, communication telepathically, uh, like all of these, uh, you know, revelations, epiphanies come from the soul. Like, they come from the soul. And, but the spirit, once again, it's like, it doesn't understand the soul. The consciousness or the ego doesn't understand the soul, so it only latches on to the uh, tangible. Like you're saying, what do we call it? We call it the tangible. That's really what the ego wants. It wants materialism. It wants sensual pleasures. It wants, like, as Freud said, the id. It wants to, like, <laughs> fully enamor the id. Into, that is what ego is. It's the full enamoring of the id, of Freud. And see, this is really what divided, uh, began to divide in America was people went from, see, they're being taught Freudian psychology in, in schools. They're, and then in the hippie counterculture revolution, they were exposed to Carl Jung and his psychology. And that's what created like the hippie kind of 
uh, archetype, I guess you could say. You know, the person that was like free thinking, free spirit, you know, like self governing, like really they were anarchists. Like the hippies are technically they're anarchists in a way. They want that kind of unity, like peace, love, brother, you know, like all that. You know, like, you know, all that kind of stuff. They want that kind of a vibe, you know, you know, which is, in my opinion, it's an anarchist kind of thing, you know, or anarchism, uh, you know. And so this was like what really, you know, began the rebellion of the youth. And this like rebellion has, you know, I believe like the Democratic Party has like, you know, latched onto these like rebellious youths that began in the 60s. You know, these Jungian... You know, they became, went very Jungian in their thoughts, uh-huh. you know, and their thinking, you know, and stuff, as opposed to Freud. You know, they were, they were opening themselves up to the soul. You know what I mean? That's what they really were doing. You know, it was like they were, and, and the extrasensory perception techniques and capabilities of... And acid. Well, see, acid was something that uh-huh. helped people to, uh, you know, people to connect to the, the soul. Because, uh-huh. I mean, when you take LSD, you know, hallucinogenic drugs, it opens yourself up to, it tears the veil into the other dimension of where the soul is. Yeah. And the what, and the feelers of the soul, like, they uh-huh. become more prominent, you know, like, under the influence of that. Uh-huh. And see, this is really what, why I believe people, I think what we said in our last, uh, you know, episode was that this is why people like to do drugs. Because drugs mimic, like, uh, they, they mimic that kind of state where you're like opening yourself up to the soul and the and the potential of the soul, you know. And you just hide the kite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think we can use those highs to help us connect to the soul more. That's all talking about people talking about using drugs to connect uh what's worth what? Well for to the soul, to the non ego. Yeah. What's worth what though? Uh, connect uh shit. Huh? No, I think I think we're seeing what you're saying. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's the drugs are a gateway to that realm and tapping into it more. They they can be used to access that because you you go from a sober state of consciousness, which is ego, and you do the drugs, and then the drugs start uh, they start fucking with your ego. They, they they're trying to challenge it, you know, and trying to like say like, hey, there's. There's something to what's happening in this psycho, uh, you know, this trip. Yeah, this psychoactive experience or drug, you know, like there's something to it that you can learn from. But the ego doesn't want to go even go there because it's because it's really it's afraid. It's afraid to enter that connection. You know, this is when you see like when you see the the cover of the Pink Floyd album where the two guys are like shaking hands. It's like really that's what yeah. that what's that's really esoterically saying is it's a psychological Yep, in the suits, yeah. It's like really what and there's like fire like on them yeah. and stuff. It's like really what it's saying is like is like it's the connection, the shaking hands of like the the spirit and the soul. That's what it is. And so if people the, the question is the issue is is that if people are only gonna, you know, dwell in the realm of the ego, 
you know, and not know anything about the soul, this is how people are controlled. Right. Because they can't, they don't have the ability to, like, see, you know, through their extrasensory perception, like, what's really going on. Right. Right. That they're taught a certain way in school. Yep. And you're taught a certain to act a certain way. Yep. And if you fight the line, then you get punished. Yeah, you're a... So, yep. why do you... So, being a free-thinking mind by the time you're an adult to 18 is rare. Yeah, well, because they start young. See, the, the uh, communists start young by infiltrating the, the public school systems in America. You know, and that's where they enforce their Freudian, you know, once again, like what happened in the 60s with the hippies in America is that they were under the the influence of Freud's thinking, you know, which was very obviously Darwin, uh, you know, uh, you know, evolution, you know, just like we're taught nowadays, you know, that like we evolved from primordial soup, slime, (sighs) you know, like, and then we became... Yeah, we became a life form, you know, like a reptilian life form that evolved from the water onto, uh, you know, the feet. seashores. Yeah, with feet and yeah. like evolved into like, you know, Pythiocanthropus and, you know, Cro-Magnon and uh-huh. now to like uh, Homo sapien, you know, like to what yeah. we are now. So it's like, that's what they teach. They teach this stuff. But see, you bring in I, people like Carl Jung into the equation and everybody's like, whoa, dude, this is a whole new, like, perspective on things, you know, mm-hmm. like reality, you know? Yeah. And that's what, like, we're trying to bring to light is that kind of an idea as opposed to, like, ego, ego, and, like, all these people, you know, like, celebrities and, like, you know, rock stars and stuff. These people are ego. Like, they're total ego. They're yeah. not, like, spiritually, like, really... They haven't incorporated this, and, the, the, the soul into their spirit. <laughs> and people just don't like these people. They follow these people. Yeah, like they're, they, like they're controlled the program, they program to follow. They follow these people and do the things these people do. Yeah, and that's a part of their control, too. Yeah. You know, like, once again, like, using these people as, like, uh, And that's the thing I... I could be in uh, physical therapy and peace therapy and all this other shit, but I don't want to fall suit. Yeah, that, yeah, that's another. That's a really intricate way of looking at it. I still you see what you're saying because it's like, yeah, there's even like a protocol to for me for you. Yeah, in your situation. You know, that's like, a wonderful suit. Well, that's what they want. They have to, though. Like, see, it's like, it's complete it's dominance. what they all want me to do. Yep. Yeah. Even my parents. Yep. Well, it's the same thing with, like, what's the protocol for us? Like, we're talking about, you, you said going through, you know, adolescence into, like, an adult at 18 years old. Like, how you have no chance of being a free-thinking individual at that point. Yeah. It's the same kind of situation with this. Yeah. You know? So, well, it's the same kind of situation in that, uh, you know, we're, we're just being controlled to, uh, you know, accept this certain path. All right, by me not wanting to do therapy and all that. Yeah, it's just, it's all 
It's all a part of the control structure. Yeah, and no, I'm just, I, I should get the tattoo or something that says free motherfucker. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yep. Free MF. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I, Cross my back. Yeah, I think the, uh, the B system is getting ready to put a, a tattoo on people too, like potentially in the vaccine. That could be like a mark or a tattoo of sorts. So you the vaccine that they give you a tattoo? I don't know, maybe. Maybe they'll brand you with some kind of mark or something. That's so nuts. That's, that's like something out of TV shows where the people have a mark someone that represents the, that they're... Like in the 100, I was watching, and this gal had a mark on her, and she was chosen or something to be a leader or to die as a sacrifice. I forget what the deal was, but she had a mark on her. Well, yeah, we're always talking about, you know, like, basically the mark is, you know, is their ability to have full control, spectrum control over you, you know, yeah, through the it, tattoo or the mark or the, the vaccine or whatever. Yeah, it's just like everybody knew this mark and they knew what knew to follow do what that person did or follow them or yeah um, yeah that's what it is I mean it's following suit with like all the people who are of the ego they're not they don't they can't see it's like what we're talking about in the book of Daniel when we read that end times prophecy in the book of Daniel in the bible where it says like the wise will understand but the wicked will not the wicked are the people that are going to take the mark. That they feel like this is a necessity. You know, they're deceived. They're right. egotistical. They're not. Right. They're not intuitively, psychically, uh, you know, tapped in. You know, through their unconscious mind. They're not. Their unconscious mind is not in conjunction with their conscious mind. It's not. The spirit and soul are not united. And it's like I feel like the only people who are really going to be able to like overcome. You know, the wise that will understand will be the people who are, like, psychologically sound. Like, you could say almost, like, literally, like, sane people. Because they uh, balance their the ego with the non-ego. You know, the animus with the anima. Uh, and it's so easy to be an insane person nowadays. Well, I think anybody who's egocentric and uh, their mentality and... Mind is like driven by strictly by ego. Like yeah, because one everything's accepted now. Yep, that is a new thing. It was kind of a thing in the sixties for yeah, some people in certain yeah. in the hippies. Yeah, yeah. But now oh. it's like everyone, everything, everyone. There's no males or no females. 
Everything's the same. Fluid. It's fluidity is what they want to create. Is that like yeah. male? There's no male or female gender. It's like you can be whatever you want. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's definitely uh, a product of Marxism. You know what Marxism wants and stuff, and that's why I feel like Buddhism. Actually, the religion of Buddhism is very Marxist. Actually, it's obviously very existential. Um, has no belief in uh, you know gods or anything. It believes that you're in charge of your salvation through samsara Reminds uh, to nirvana. Me of, uh, it's all about I you. There's no god involved. But what's funny about the Buddhists is like. They believe in, like, if you don't get it right here on Earth, the first time, if you don't transcend, like, Maya, uh, the illusionary world, into Samsara or Nirvana, like, if you aren't transcended into that, then you have to, when you die, your, your essence or whatever is transmigrated or reincarnated into another person so in some other land or some other place. And that person now takes on your karma from the previous life and you have to transcend that and if you don't ever do that then you have to continuously be reborn and reborn uh, so it's like the, the Buddhist lamas in Tibet and stuff like they would like talk amongst themselves like well what is this essence that transmutates or trans that's uh, a transmigration of the soul or like as we look at it like what is this essence and it is the soul I believe it is the the fourth dimension to our three dimensional bodies it's in the fifth a, element. In the transgender soul. <laughs> well, yeah, it technically it is a transgender soul to them because they believe that, like, there is no, like, once again, it's very Marxist and yeah. there is no, we are no male or female in yeah. Buddhism. Like, we are, like, basically, uh, we are, tra we're, we don't necessarily even want to exist. Like we don't want to identify with any s sexual gender or anything. It's like, we're trying to get out of here. We're trying to send, transcend Maya. We just want to meditate till we die. Well, that's what meditation is. Right? That's what meditation really is. It's like you go into a state, a trance like state where you, it's like you're uh, devoid of any consciousness at all. It's like consciousness is like, Ego is, like, completely turned off in Buddhism. It's the complete opposite. It's, like, almost too extreme for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, like, too extreme of a religion like, and rigorous practice. I've seen... I've seen this stuff on Facebook and on the TV... Or on the iPad. Yeah. With people that meditate around the world, there's people that meditate for, like... Months at a time. Yep. They sit in one position, like, and don't move. They do oh, yeah. shit. They don't piss. Huh? Yeah, they don't eat. Yeah, they don't eat. They don't eat. Well, in the Buddha, like, before he became, uh, he became enlightened under the Bodhi tree, like, he only was living off of a diet of one kernel of uh, rice a day. <laughs> I mean, that's like how much they ate, dude. Like, yeah. you know, like he was just like rigorous aesthetic practice of just like in, insane. It's like over the top, and like why people like want to follow that kind of a path is just it seems kind of asinine to me. Yeah, it's bizarre. It's bizarre, dude. It's way too aesthetically rigorous, dude. Like <laughs> that's not. If there's a god, I don't believe he wants us to. First of all, I don't believe he wants us to go into He's a meditation. No, not at all. Like, he's a complete opposite. He wants us to enjoy and embrace, like, 
what life has to offer as opposed to just like meditating, you know, into yeah. non being. One place forever they die. Yeah. Like Buddha, like he sat under this tree forever and ever. And he's like, uh-huh. it's like you can imagine people like walking by and seeing like Siddhartha Gautama Buddha and like being like, what is this guy doing? He's been sitting under that tree forever. What is this fucking guy's weirdo doing, dude? Yeah, he's been there for months. Yeah. <laughs> What's the deal? Yeah, is he ever going to leave? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that kind of stuff, it just seems kind of a little bit odd. And you look at people like Jesus Christ and stuff, like this, Jesus Christ and Buddha are like two completely different people. Yeah. They're two completely different uh, ways of spirituality, you know? Like, it, it's just, you really got to know yourself because, once again, like the left, you know, wants to make you believe that there's no difference between Buddha's teaching and Jesus' teaching. They're all like, they're all masters, you know what I mean? Fat one skinny. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, that was basically how Buddha died, too, man. He died Uh, a fucking badass, dude, yeah. Uh, Unfortunately, dude, no disrespect. uh, At the same time, like, it is what it is, you know? Like, you could, like, defend him and stuff, but it's just like, fuck, dude, there isn't much to defend uh, as far as I'm concerned, dude. <laughs> I'm defending this meditation ritual. Well, yeah, well, that's obviously a part of Buddhism. Meditation is huge. I mean, you, that's where you see the people where they're sitting around, cross-legged, fucking just like eh, on their little rugs. Yeah, on their rugs or something. Yeah, <laughs> little magic carpets. Yeah. Yeah, it's like I just don't understand though. Like once again, like it's why? Picture when. Jumping on his carpet. Aladdin? Off. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think that concept actually comes from uh, the Arabian Nights. Arabian Nights, the magic carpet actually comes from the Arabian Nights. The story. You ever heard of Arabian Nights? Wasn't that part of Aladdin? Yeah. Yeah, Aladdin is inspired by the Arabian Nights. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so. Interesting read. Uh, yeah, so, I mean... We don't want to get, you know, too, too into Buddhism talking about that, but it's like really Buddhism. Yeah, it believes in the soul, but it doesn't. Like, because it knows there's some kind of essence that transmigrates. But what we're trying to say is that this essence is very real and it's very a part of our consciousness. You know, like, it, it, or, or it wants to incorporate itself into our consciousness, but ego won't allow it. And this is where you get people, like, selling their souls. Because, like, see, when people talk about, like, selling their souls, it's like, what are they really talking about? They're talking about, basically, their soul, their unconscious mind, is controlled by some other outside influence, whether it be a demon. Because the soul is connected to the ether. The ether is the force of Star Wars. And it's what electrifies the uh, frequencies of the cell phones through the cell phone towers that conduct the, the etheric signals. The soul is connected to that. It's the fourth dimension of reality and it's the realm of the soul. So if we know through cellular technology that the realm of the soul is already scientifically method-based real to us through this understanding, is it so far off to say that like we can't see signals from the, the cell phones transmitting through the ether the fourth dimension that we can't see demons that are in there 
And that these demons could potentially be the ones that are, you know, manipulating the souls of men and people to sell their souls to the demons. Like, so to think about their unconscious mind is controlled by demonic influence and like fiery darts. And are they conscious of this? Well, if they sell their souls, and they probably are, but they could become symbiotic with the dark forces that are a part in the force of Star Wars, in the ether of science, in the electromagnetic azoth of the occult, or the vital caloric. What were they saying? They were saying something that was very occult. Oh, it's way mess. Yeah, because it's all occult. Occult, you cover yourself. You're covering... Occult is secretively... Uh, this you know covering yourself like the air women with the uh what do you call souls souls wrapped around yeah. the head yeah like yeah the uh the middle eastern women yeah yeah, yeah it's like hey, cover ourselves you know it's like yeah they want to like cover us up they want to make us into like what Buddhism wants us to be, non-beings, uh-huh. dude. We're just pawns that are controlled, you know, and told what to do through, uh, you know, taking away our free-thinking capabilities. And this is what the mark of the beast is. This, and we've identified who the beasts are. The beasts are the American government and Hollywood. This is the beast and the false prophet. Beast out of the earth. Beast out of the sea. This is the Vatican that controls all the sea, all the masses of people. It's the two beasts that come together to create, that are really the ones in control. The ones that are in control of all this, I believe, this coronavirus, it's the Jesuits, dude. It's the Vatican. But once again, who's saying that? Who's saying that the real people that are manipulating all this stuff is Jesuits? And you know what? I was thinking about this. I would not want to send my son to... Jesuit school where I went. Yep. I would not want to do that. And I was just thinking, if I voiced my opinion on that issue to my dad or Mason's mom or someone. They would completely disagree with you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because they want... Well, see, it's... I'd be, I'd be cast out being like, you don't want a good thing for your son. Well, even at Gonzaga University, right by Gonzaga uh, Prep, you know, what you're talking about, they are mandatory, like, occultists. <laughs> They're like, yeah. with the mask, dude. Yeah. Secret, everybody's in secret. Like, you can't really see anything. I'm like, drive by through campus and stuff. I'm like, trying to check out chicks, and I'm like, I can't see their faces. It's just like... <laughs> Cult. <laughs> Cult? Covered, secret, secretive. It's like crazy. the shawls, like you said. They're, they're shawled. These people are, and they do it mindlessly. Yeah. But see, they want to go to the, they want to have their name known. Their ego wants to be identified with a place like Gonzaga. Or they want to, like you said, your dad, he wants you to be identified as like, oh, he goes to the grounds like a prep. He's, he's like on the upper echelon, you know, like it's an ego trip that these people are on, dude. It's like, yeah, it's like, you got to have like the name, you know, behind yourself, you know, like... Oh, our son goes to Gonzaga University. Oh, yeah. You know, he's really, like, he's a really special young man or something, you know? Oh, fuck it. 
But he's got to be masked up all the time. It's not healthy for him, but hey, he looks... He feels cool when he's there, and we like to say that our son goes to this people, great school. Most people want to just fall suit with the damn mess. Yeah, they're, they're just, like you said, they want to, uh, they're very willing to comply. With... I will when I have to, but only when I have to. Well, see, I think that... Uh, if you really want to get into the mass situation, is that it should just be like if people want to subject themselves to potential uh, harmful coronavirus by not wearing a mask, that's their fucking prerogative. Yeah. Like Bobby Brown said, it's my prerogative. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it is, dude. It's a, like it is my prerogative whether or not I want to wear a mask or I want to subject myself to a potentially harmful disease. Yeah. I just happen to believe, you know, because I believe that I'm connected to uh, psychic kind of forces that can give me the information on set me straight on this coronavirus that tell me that this is a, a lie. I don't need to fear. You know what I mean? You step out yeah, of faith. Yeah, don't, don't gather the information that tells me I should live in fear. I've not once felt live, like I should live in fear the whole time that this has ever been like broadcasted and presented to the public. Yeah. You know, what I, what I find really odd and interesting... What I find really odd and interesting about all this is like how like the left... Remember the days when they were like super into the guns? Yeah. You know, like everything was like... You next, all that's gone now. All that's they gone for Corona. Care. Yeah, it's like they, they pushed that agenda. Now they're going to something else new. You know what I mean? Gangs don't matter. Yep. 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 It's a whole new it's a whole new era of of fake news and you know, call us baddie crazy like they wanna say we are, but it's like we just believe that these people like engage in illegal activities to promote their 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 communist agenda. Just like the the, uh, communist manifesto says that these people do. You know, like, I'm sorry. No, so, we're just trying to just call them out, you know. Yeah, but obviously, bronzer. No. But, obviously, you try to call the communists out, like, on their evil, or their, you know, how they're corrupting things up, you know, through their illegal activities. You try to call them out. Obviously, they're just going to deny it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like they're ever going to say, like, yeah, we're engaging in illegal activities, fake news, gun stories fake coronavirus stories so you can't call them out on it <laughs> you know what I mean they're not going to like say like yeah we were doing that you got us guys yeah. like we're trying to promote our agenda and try to manipulate people oh, <laughs> it's... they sound like Buddha dude like just... but you know what they would just roll it into another roll it into the next phase well, here's how I actually went, dude. When I really, like, uh, looking back in hindsight now, like, I see it was the guns, Donald Trump, coronavirus, dude. That's the agenda. It's right there. Bam. Dude. Bang, dude. Three, the trifecta right there, dude. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's what I think it is, man. Like, I don't, I don't know what more. Big than... things come in threes. Yeah, dude. That's a good point, dude. Yeah. <laughs> It totally is, and that's what is really going down here. And like once again, we're just we're just seeing it for what it really is, and we're just coming out and saying we're free thinkers here. So we're you know 
bringing out the truth, you know. And we're not, we don't have a political axe to grind in our our broadcast. Right, or to promote anyone or whatever. Yeah, yeah poli- uh, politicians of any kind, like, yeah. These people, once again, are ego. Egocentric people, they want to, like, they want to seek that they're seeking the tangible of power like that's what they're doing and us we're just two guys yep we don't have an affiliation with any government parties obviously we're anarchists yeah that's what we identify ourselves as you know but we're not for terroristic uh you know violent anarchy type behavior we're just looking to try to establish uh, a free thinking self-governing uh you know society that doesn't want to be a part of the the games you know the, like you said the the mind fuck like we had this too because and also at the beginning either fall suit or you get punished you get floated yeah you said the 100 yeah dude it's like and really that 100 tv show that you've been talking about is really a great example of like kind of how to apply what's going on here in kind of a fictional form so we can kind of have uh you know a rubric for how we can look at these certain issues you know in, in the context of what they're really i think trying to trying to mind control us into accepting you know this kind of a reality almost yeah like, embrace it. Like, yeah, this is the way it's going to be. It's like, oh, I see it on the 100. Now it's happening in uh, it's predictive programming. Now it's happening yeah. in reality. And it's like you, you're yeah, softened. this is reality. Yeah, and once again, that's mind control. That is manipulation. That is n- limiting people's free thinking it's, capabilities. It's weird. I don't feel... I don't feel bad that I'm not... Super educated or doing really good academically. I don't know how good I'm not at school, but you know what I mean? Just involved in speech therapy stuff and whatever, but I, I simply I keep going back. So I don't want to fall suit. Yep. Well, no, yeah, I mean, what people want you to do, like, the way the egotistical, uh, you know, protocol of our society, like, we're talking about the protocols, you know, like, the protocol of your physical therapy, it's all a protocol, you know, the protocol is, is that they want to, you know, have you follow suit. That's what they want you to do, they want you to do and that. They need people to follow protocol. Yeah. And people don't want to not follow protocol. Yeah. Mostly. Yeah. And part of their protocol is that they want you to esteem to the highest position of what you can do. It's humanism. It's a humanist society where it's like, it's Marxist. It's like, what does Marxist really consist of? The sum of your achievements. Quote unquote, it's the sum of your achievements. How much can you achieve in the temp, in the temporal, physical, you know, uh, space time continuum of you know you're, this tangible reality? You're eighty years on Earth. Yeah. What? How? How much have you esteemed of knowledge and prestige and accolades 
and all that stuff like that you just said a second ago like you don't really give a shit about it doesn't mm-hmm. matter to you it's not the sum of your achievements is not your destiny or your your will your desire for life yeah and that's exactly it and that's it does that doesn't matter See, it's like people can be poor and they can still be rich in spirit. Like the Bible says, they can be, you know, they can know the truth of, oh, yeah, of life that. and like how to live your life and how to like the right perspective to have on life. I don't like that. Still be poor and rich in spirit. Yep, that's Jesus said that. Like he said that, that in the Bible. Yeah, like that. and that's why he says it's better for a man to like, or he says. A man forfeiting his soul, you know, it's like, what is it for a man to forfeit his own soul, but, you know, like, deny the spirit, basically. Huh? You know, gain all the world, you know? You know, gain all the riches of the world, but he yeah, forfeits his soul. I mean, it just doesn't make sense to someone who believes in God and eternity or not. Well, see, once again, the ego refuses to accept the fact that, um... Um, that God exists. That's why you have a whole political party and like communist party that believe in no God. That the God is the dictator is the Joe Biden. You know what I mean? <laughs> He's your God. Just look at him as God. That's all you need to do. Senile old man, Father Time. You know what yeah, I mean? What does Keith's people segregated when really? If people wanted to do united, if the world wanted to do united, it would be under one faith. Yep. Huh? And that's what they want to create. That's what they're, uh, you know, destroying the right of freedom of speech to mandate to all people. And mask wearing is a part of, like, how they're beginning their sociological structuring of society. You know, in the thinking, a certain kind of think. 